he, he got part of it. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. My audio's probably been shit the whole time. Yeah, you sound a lot better than what you have the last couple of episodes. Yeah. That sucks. Real bad. Yeah, I, I noticed that the other day that uh the audio for this whole StreamYard thing sounds like shit. But that's well, usually I don't listen to them till later because they're all fresh. And then I, I go back and like listen to see what kind of dumb shit I've said. So yeah. I noticed that when I was trying to do like a, a solo recording to test the sound, it, it sounded terrible. I was like, why is this? And it was automatically selected to my uh, normal like webcam microphone. It yeah. wasn't selected to the actual like studio mic. I was like, well, that's stupid. Interesting. Do I sound decent now? Well, you always did. I just didn't okay. know I sounded like shit. I didn't know if mine sounded like ever sounded off or not. No. Word. Well, well. <laughs> welcome back to Dark Side of the Scene. I'm Brandon. I'm Ed. And this is the last scheduled interview we have right now, so I guess no one wants to come on the show anymore. You can come on the show and talk to us. I mean, we're not that bad, but, you know, a break is cool. You know, like, a fresh perspective of things. <laughs> yeah, we were on a break for about six months. Yeah. We came back for a month and now we're going back on a break again because no one wants to talk to us. That's fine. Whatever. We're not getting, I think, because we're not paying anybody. We don't make money. We pay to play. It's, uh, it really is to, a scene. It's funny <laughs> how you pay to play even to have a, a podcast. So <laughs> we got to pay to do the podcast and no one watches it. So it's just for my yeah. own entertainment. <laughs> so I guess I have a, a rant. I guess. And some updates. I guess it's more of an update. Like, uh, you heard it first. If you haven't, uh, we fired a bass player. Um, yeah. Kind of one of those things. What's that? I'm going to say, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, it, it, you know, it, it was kind of one of those things. Well, I'm not going to get into too many details about it. I mean, it just wasn't working out. I felt like as far as like personality wise, um, I think the other members and myself were getting a little fed up about this person's behavior, whether or not, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't want, I'm not bad mouthing the guy completely, but I don't even want a bad mouth. I don't bad mouth anybody. I just feel like it just wasn't working and we all knew this. So we had to let him go. And that's about all I'll say about that. Uh, we will be hoping to find a new bass player. I hate finding people, dude, especially bass players and drummers. But, you know, like, that's the thing. Like, this whole, I mean, I don't want to be more blunt on this show because that's what it is. But, like, I guess to me, like, you need to find people that you can really, like, be brothers with and hope that. I don't know if this makes sense. I, I feel like, you know, when you have a good, some good members, you clash real well with them. And no matter what, you're able to express yourself completely to them. And sometimes I felt like I couldn't, that guy would not express himself very well to us as far as like, I don't know. I, 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 it's hard to say. <laughs> Does this make sense? Any of it? 
I will say this. I've never met the guy, so I won't make any judgments on people that I don't know. But I do know from when we did our episode on my other podcast, before he was ever officially in the band, there was band drama. <laughs> and I was like, that should have been a red flag. <laughs> sure. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. If the red flags are already there from the get-go, it's kind of kind of one of those things that's not going to change. Right, and like, you know, like, I always give everybody the benefit of the doubt, you know, to... You're too nice of a person. I I think I am, and, you know, <laughs> that's what sucks about me sometimes, is that I just try to give everybody a chance. Like, like I said, I don't, I'm not hating on anybody or nothing, I just feel like they weren't the right person in the end run for us. No. And that's all I'll say, so... It happens. It happens. It happens way too often. Yeah, like I said, I could really be a fucking asshole and like talk about the dark side of things, but I won't. Like, I just don't want to right now, unless I get asked. <laughs> it, it's too fresh. It's too fresh. No, I don't think you'll be asked because it's not like anyone's really paying attention to what we do here. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know if we're about. It. So again, that's a big announcement for us. So if you play bass or want to play bass, uh, hit me up, and maybe I can get you squared off and. Hopefully, you gel with us, and it'll be good. I mean, pre just prepare not to make any money, but we're, we're we're swell guys. We're pretty mellow. I'm a pretty mellow guy. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> to all four people that listen to this show, if you play bass. <laughs> four strings. Yeah. Four four listeners and four strings. That's all yeah. you need. Yeah. Yeah. What are the chances that the... The four listeners can make themselves their own band. One's a guitarist, the other one's a drummer, the one's a bass player, one's a vocalist. Yeah. Become the dark side of the scene band. Yeah. Well, I think we can bring Larry on. Larry. This will be the third member from Choke Setter we've interviewed. So we're the official Choke Setter podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess just, so. We've got one more guy we got interviewed from their band, and then we'll have the whole band interviewed. <laughs> oh, that's true. But, like, man, I'm trying to get Dustin on because Dustin knows <laughs> a lot of. Dustin has a lot of stories, I'm sure. But anyway, that's beside the point. I don't know. You've been trying to get a lot of people on, but I don't ever see anything or hear anything. I know. <laughs> like, everybody's too busy. I think. I, I think nobody's got time to talk, I guess. I don't fucking know. They're probably like, I don't want to go on that stupid ass show. No, I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you either. Well, we're going to bring Larry on, so hang tight, and we'll get this show going. And that was quick. <laughs> How come there's no countdown for him? <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's, it's I hit like an atom bomb, man. I'm just in there. He's like, boom. Yeah. Surprise, motherfucker. See, like, yeah. we need one of those, like, shows where we talk shit, and then the person we're talking shit up about, like, shows up like that. Like, what? <laughs> they used to have it like you were talking shit about me and then I show up and be like what the fuck did you just say motherfucker? yeah I see exactly set you up Larry like, ah, Bone <laughs> Bone um, is that your real last name I was curious I get a lot of people that ask me that and the answer is no that sucks it's a cool name well that's why I go by that my, gotcha. my last name is actually hard for people to pronounce so when people mispronounce it especially if i'm in like an office setting or 
at the license branch or something, it it's not only embarrassing, but it really aggravates the shit out of me. Because they'll be, like, throwing letters in there. You know, like, my last name's not Polish, but imagine someone that doesn't know anything about Polish names tries to pronounce it. You know what I mean? It gets really irritating. So I was like, I'll just use an old nickname and it works better. So I was going to try to guess what it was, like, Bonakowski, something like that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's actually, it starts with B-U-N, but it's not Polish, though. Oh. It's Bunnell, B U N N E L L. Holy and, shit. Yeah. And I people say Bunnell or Brunel. I'm like, show me where there's an R in my name and I'll let you call me that. You know? So, that makes sense. Yeah. Bunnell. Bunnell's the worst. Bunnell. Yeah. Oh. So, anyway, little Sweet. tidbit. Well, it's nice to have you on. Um, Thanks for having me. You've been a part of the uh, South Bend area scene for probably a long time. Long time. And yeah, so now that we got a, well, now that we got you on here, so I guess tell us about when you first started uh, being in an instrument, like early age. Um, well, it's funny. Like, so my dad and his brother, my my one uncle, they were both drummers, and. Uh, Growing up as a little kid, I always wanted to play the drums. Like, he used to piss my mom off because I'd beat on the couch with wooden spoons and stuff to, like, Phil Collins' videos and stuff when it was on MTV, and it'd be dust all over the place in the living room, you know? Yeah. He wanted me to play clarinet, so I actually started playing clarinet was when I was in fourth grade. And uh, I played that miserable thing till the end of eighth grade. Hmm. Then we, like, switched school systems. I was like... Yeah, mom, sorry. If I play this instrument as a freshman, I'm not going to have any friends. So, you know, I quit playing clarinet. I started playing piano, but privately, not for the school. I played that for a couple of years, and then uh, I eventually just switched to drums casually. And there it was. I started playing drums when I was about 17. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I don't really regret the piano or clarinet that much anymore because it really taught me how to read music you know um drum music's not the same so yeah. like i look at i can look at music and i know what it's gonna do because i can't say i can write up like a music score or anything but i can i can read it and i know what notes for what um it's funny my mom always said you're gonna regret like uh not playing clarinet and stuff and i was like <laughs> yeah okay whatever and then um some years later, I don't know if you guys ever knew, but I moved to New Orleans for a while. I lived there. And uh, some of those Cajun bands, those swing time bands down there, like clarinet players were making like two grand a week. Holy uh, shit. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. Well, I'm not going to tell my mom about that. But uh, <laughs> Man. Yeah. All right, yeah. Yep. So huh. kind of how I got started. Interesting. So, see, I thought you were a vocalist the whole time because of that. Everybody said that, man. The ass yeah. puppets. Yeah, and then you were playing <laughs> yeah. drums. I'm like, what yeah. can't this guy do? So and so when I did the tattoo? <laughs> really? Was, of all yeah. things. No, I fucking I it's it is hard. I tried playing guitar when I was in grade school. I took two lessons. I just I couldn't pick it up. And then truth be told, maybe about five or six years ago, I tried taking lessons from Joe Feingold. Okay. I made it through one and <laughs> realized I can't 
shit. My hands to do this shit. So really, um, yeah, man. I mean, I know I could probably learn a lot easier if I did stuff like in uh, drop tuning because I know Bob oh, the one for three. You remember Bob? He yeah, he yeah. was hard player either, but he was telling me how easy it was to learn stuff in drop tuning, like well enough to where you could at least play your own riffs to somebody if you wanted to show them an idea in your head, you know, but huh. I don't know. I, I never followed through it. it. It's, it's just one thing I'm, I'm too old to try and learn guitar. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. So, uh, Nicholas says, Oh shit, Larry is a sick tattooist. So tattooer. So how did you fit all that in? Um, like, were you a skateboarder too? What's that? You mean tattooing? Yeah, tattoo. Like, were you a skateboarder? Because that's usually how it works. Like, people skateboard. No, well, no. I, I, I skated in school, but it didn't last very long. My career was cut very short at the uh, ripe age of 17 when I sprained slash tore my ankle ligament for, like, the sixth time because um, a rail slide does not like me to, like, like uh, uh, wouldn't let me slide all the way down. <laughs> so right, right. I kept spraining the same ankle to where... Uh, my grandfather was actually a foot surgeon, and by the sixth time I did it, and I went in to have him wrap it again, he took an x-ray, and he's like, okay, you see all these little particles floating around your ankle here? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, that is your tendon in pieces. What? Like, if you tear this really bad one more time, I'm going to have to get in there and sew this thing together, and it'll almost mean having to cut your foot almost halfway off to get to it. So I just quit. No, that yeah. makes, no, makes sense. I love street riding, but I can never do any tricks, man. Okay. I never tried to do like like any ramp shit like that. I was like, I could, uh, I'm not built for it. You know, no. like, neither am I. I get, it. I get it. No. But tattooing, I actually got into. Uh, I was just going into a shop one day to see about having a piece of my arm fixed, and it ended up being owned by Half Pint, if you know who he is. Yes. And we, we were old friends and stuff, and he was just kind of like, uh, hey, I was thinking about taking on an apprenticeship, or, you know, apprentice, if you're interested. And I was on dead-end job, like, number 37 in my whole life. So, uh, yeah, I just decided, fuck, man, you know, I don't have anybody to blame but myself if it doesn't work. So, luckily, I made it work. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. So, I guess, like, as your drum career started, what was your first band? <laughs> we were called Misery. I was 18 years old, and I played with, um, it was Chris Connolly. I don't know if you ever knew him. He was in the uh, ass puppet. I met him, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, another guy, Jerry Walker. He was pretty big in the scene for a long time, too. And then there was another guy named Corey Cooper. He was a bass player that could sing. And we actually started off by playing, I think the first songs we ever played together was Seeking Destroy by Metallica and uh, Iron Fist by Motorhead. And it was funny, we learned those two songs all the way through. I'd only been playing drums for maybe like two months at that point, so I wasn't anything spectacular, but it was still fun to play. We used to have parties at my aunt's house right down the street from the high school, like every Friday and Saturday, like my whole senior year. And we'd have keggers and they'd come and listen to us play the same two songs like over and over again. <laughs> so that's kind of like how our first band started. There you go. And later, as we got better, we learned like more songs and we we're playing like little underground shows around here. But uh, 
I don't know how old you guys are, how long you've been around, but for the longest time, there was nowhere for original bands to play around here. I mean, it's, like, it's pretty slim now, but yeah, it, there was nothing when I was like, like at all, like when I was 19, 20, even in my early 20s, like we had to fight and I, I pissed a lot of people off by trying to stew people up to get some places to play. So yeah, uh, it was a pretty big ordeal. And this is South Bend we're talking about, correct? Like just, yeah. I feel yeah. like, I don't know, like I came in late on the scene and I think like at the time when I joined or put a plan was like 2008, like as far as joining my first band, I don't know how fresh it was around that time. I feel like it was like, one of these things just like up and down like i remember the fever would be packed with shit and i was kind of like at the very tip point for at least for all age stuff that i'm aware of like when it came to this area i don't know about way up there but like yeah so i mean for like the longest time there was nothing like that at all like cheers didn't even have original shows it was all cover band like you the only the only chance that an original band would get to play um or even like what we were playing you know our covers we were playing like slayer metallica nobody's gonna go listen to that shit you know right so imagine like just all the bands in the area play like the bands do it the phoenix just classic rock covers 80s stuff and all that and i'm not knocking on those bands but for in the 80s and 90s early 90s that's all there was and um I started getting pissed. You, you could go and play an open jam if, if they had it, but you'd never get hired for a gig or be able to book your own show, you know? And then um, Bill Finn started Liquid Magazine, and I actually had an article in there that he gave me, like a, a monthly column, and it was called The Bone Factor. And <laughs> the very first issue that ever came out, I wrote this article, and I basically dissed every cover band in the area, just telling them they sounded like absolute shit and they're all posers and it <laughs> went all over town and in like a week bill's getting hate calls like who the fuck does this dude think he is like it Hell was yeah. where i was like i was afraid to go to the bars by myself because if some of these dudes would have seen me you know and uh i laugh about it now but i, I was actually a little bit scared for a minute because i was just like i mean i meant what i said kind of but i was a little bit dick you know well i mean i think you had i mean it makes sense you're we were all angry to find you're just angry because there's no place for you you know original bands play i think that's kind of fair in a way like why would you all be so closed-minded and not have something here yeah well and the funny thing was is that like there were a lot of underground bands that were like in my age group that were really talented man i mean even back in the day like um Jason Fowler's first like punk band and stuff was really talented, you know. So, Cheers was actually the very first place that opened up to let original bands come through, and that took when um, basically she like had seen I can't even remember who it was. There was like a couple original bands, maybe I think one of them was mine, and we went and played, and uh, we had a lot of people come out like for the to see us at open jam. And she was like, all right, I'll try giving you guys a weekend show. And it was like us and a couple other bands. And the next thing I know, she's given us like 
one night a week or one night a month. It, it's been a while, but mm. we started getting original bands in there and she was like, this is great. You know, I, I love it. It was packed and it just slowly built up, built up, built up to where a couple more venues here and there were just kind of letting their guard down a little bit. Huh. And I mean, back then, even now, just like you were saying a few minutes ago, there's, there's no money in it, <laughs> you know, right. like you have a killer show and make a couple hundred bucks, but then you're, if it doesn't go into the band fund that replenishes all your merch and all that stuff, then that's only like 40, 50 bucks per person at the most. And that's, if you make a hundred, that's $25 a person. Yeah. Uh, but the, it back then, even though it's just like, we're doing it now, you know, I, I, I don't do it for the money. It's like, right. I play in front of people, them, you know how it is seeing people cheer for a song that you write your material is better than any fucking drug that anybody could ever take it is just it's it's insane that's why i think people kind of scorn is like well why do you do it if you don't make money i'm like because you have no idea what it feels like obviously to yeah. write a song and have a crowd of people go ape shit over it it's it's insane it's it's an adrenaline rush like 10 roller coasters coming straight out your asshole you know what I mean? I mean, yes. at least that's how I feel about it, you know. Yes. I I know that feeling, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a whole like dark thing because you know, like South Bend's a huge city and like you got a few places uh, otherwise, you know, but like obviously I keep hearing how it used to be better and it's like why is this like how could such a town with diversity just have nothing to go on? I mean, I like I said, I think people just this is an area where it's more work than it is fun. You know, like I'm trying to think of like, you know how a show comes through town. Well, not even here, but like there'll be an awesome concert, like on a weekday. And most people can't go because they have like the regular nine to five job. And some of them don't get vacations. And I think like, I, I I'm trying, I don't know what I'm trying to say is this is a slave labor, like up in this area. <laughs> well, what I've noticed even by, um, playing a lot more out of the area too is it, we're not alone there there's a lot of areas mm. that become like that too like become thursday through sunday cities you know monday tuesday wednesday shows are not busy at all um mm. it's 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 weird like that there's a lot of bands that are unless you're like on a super well-known live nation like uh known level you're booking tours and having like monday tuesday off because you know you're not playing for any numbers, you know? Um, it, and it, it is weird. It, like, because, like, when you brought up Club Fever, you know, there'd be, like, national bands come through there and it'd be a Tuesday night and the place would be absolutely packed, you yeah. know? And uh, the problem would be that, like, for the longest time, you, you couldn't get a local opener on there. I mean, still to this day, you have to sit there and grovel for somebody. Like, think about it. Like, you have a, the shows at... Um, four winds casino that are brought on by like the bear or like the big growl and i know it's live nation stuff but you mean to tell me that you can't get one two locals on there to like it would it would help push a little bit at yeah. least yeah you know it, it doesn't matter like you sure have a battle of the bands promoted or something but it's like when i remember back in the day when the berries say we care about the local scene it, they, they don't they have like uh, one program to pay tribute and it's like they, they don't do nothing man you know they can't they don't announce your shows or anything like that it's that's true 
Yeah. I kind of remember that. Whatever happened to the big growl? Like, is that even a thing anymore? I mean, I I think I heard like the last one they did. It was like, it's kind of funny. They, everybody's like, big growl announcement lineup coming up soon. And then they announced it. Everybody's like, wow, you could have just put Yoko Ono on there. It would have been fucking dope. You know, I remember making fun of the, the, the big, it was like the, the, <laughs> the female <laughs> contest to be like the growl girl or whatever the fuck that was. You remember that? Uh, I vaguely, but didn't they do one out of the Fort Wayne Bear where it's like the rock chick or whatever? Yeah, but we had one up here too. <laughs> yeah, and Fort Wayne would be a little bit different. I mean, give credit like that place definitely been a little bit more of a rock and roll. Oh now. yeah, Fort Fort Wayne yeah. actually. Fort Wayne um, is a good spot for sure. It's 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 weird lately now. I mean, it's like because we've played there a bunch. And yeah. open up for some nationals there, and yeah. I mean it, the numbers on some of those shows. I you just you like playing for. We opened for I Hate God, and there was probably not even a hundred people there. You know, we were just like really, yeah. It was it was nuts. I remember that show. I thought it'd be more packed than that. We, huh. we figured the same thing too. You know, and I mean we we're just like really this is this is nuts. You know, and another thing is is that like. Pierre's great venue, but they don't pump like they used to. They got their Facebook page, but they used to do radio ads, they used to do all that stuff back in the day, you know. And I'm not like bitching at them or whatever. It's like, right. but just follow. It's a great venue. It's. I wonder if the radio station really is to blame for both cities. You know what I mean? Like, because nobody. Yeah, because everybody listens to the radio, and it's like that's where they get most of their information. But I feel like the bear never, as you said, the bear never pushed for local, even though they said that. And then I feel like they did a little bit back in the day, but now it's like non-existent. I don't even listen to the bear, so I, I couldn't tell you. I remember when Tommy Carroll was on there; he was pretty good about pumping local stuff and like yeah. Tim Hurd and stuff like that. A couple guys, uh, but no, it's just sadly radio has just kind of turned into. It seems like. If it's not making us money, there's no point, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, people got to realize that it's like radio used to be a big thing. And it's slowly, I think, phasing out because people are listening more to satellite radio and stuff now. More than yes, Brandon, I feel like we're leaving you out there, but you haven't really got a chance to say much. We, I, don't, I don't say a whole lot in general. Us, no. No. <laughs> I feel like I'm the, he's the third guy at the table. <laughs> Hey, Brandon, it's your turn to go get a beer, man. Why don't you go, I, go get a I'm fun. the host of the show, but Ed does all the talking for me. I know, right? Because I here's, here's one, give me a shot. I, I'm over here promoting the episode, trying to get more people to watch it. So oh, okay. I'm on yeah. social media. Uh, like, Kevin Collar says it. Kevin Collar says it's just as terrible today. I think you meant by the stop in area. Yeah, that's every post he makes on Facebook. Kevin Collars, Captain Positivity. <laughs> I mean, it is annoying. I, I'm I'm in his side as it is. Like you know, like oh no, he's right. He's I'm tempted right. to like <laughs> this was funny because I Uber on the side. I'm tempted to put flyers in the back of my seats and like <laughs> the duct funny. tape and be like force them to look at that. <laughs> like come to the show, college kids. Well, I mean, you know, when it comes to the scene around here, it's like yeah, you've got people that will come out, but it's hard because I don't know. So like a lot of people that used to come see my bands play back in the day, 
they're all my age. So they just want to stay home, you know, going out and staying out. I mean, even me, I have, I struggle staying up past 11 o'clock. I f- yeah, so, yeah. That could be a factor too. Like, you know, they don't have yeah. the energy or they got the kids and yeah. Like, yeah, I could see where eventually like that happens and nobody wants to go out anymore. It's, I feel yeah. like this is a funny thing. I feel like more people, the older they get, the more social awkward they get versus somebody like me who is a lot a more socially awkward. Yeah. When I was younger, now I'm like more like, hey, I want to do stuff. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's my le- my uh, thing to keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and like, um, you know, not that I can say I'm Mr. Perfect and go to every show, but it's right. like, my attitude is I, I try to go to as many like local gigs as I can. And sometimes it's, it's tough because I'll have plans to go to a show and I'm like, I should stop in and make an appearance. Cause I like to try and come and support everybody and say hello. Right. And I'll get off work and I'm just a little more tired than normal. And I have this habit of like, I get dinner or I cook dinner when I get home and I sit down and eat and, if I sit on that couch long enough, I will pass the fuck out. You know, it's it's a sad situation. But um, I was just going to say, you know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, I won't name names. And it's not like you or anybody, but there's people that are friends of mine that, well, we come and see us play and blah, blah, blah. And I never, ever see them at out at any show ever. And my whole thing with that is like, if you want your people to see your band, why don't you go to some shows and make an appearance yourself? It's, it's right. respect, you know, it's just like at this point, the the shows that Bill puts on or we try to put on ourselves should be, you know, a little more than half of the people that want to come see us play and then maybe a good half of other local musicians if they're not playing that night. Right. Um, so, I, and like I said, I, I don't go to every show either. Trust me, I, I right. don't. I, there's times I say I'm going to come and I don't show up, and it's usually because there's these floating out of my fucking head. I'm just as guilty of it, you know? No, I mean, we all are. But, like, I feel like a lot of the shows are on a Friday, and it's already, like, not the fun. You're already winding down from work on Friday, but, like, I think uh, they start doing Saturday shows, and I feel like those are more convenient. Yeah. To do, you know? <laughs> well, and, and another one that gets me... Um, all <laughs> yes they that. are that's true <laughs> Corey saw it um another one that gets me and i'm 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 not knocking it's funny but you know people almost use it in excuse well i don't want to go in there because it's too smoky i'm like motherfucker wasn't very long and i will go every bar was fucking smoky <laughs> and he still true off. you know i'm like there's a door go stand outside for a few right. minutes I feel like there's no bars left. I think the Phoenix is the only bar people can smoke in, if I'm corrected. I'm yeah, sure. any bars. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you can smoke at any in a tap. Maybe they have it to where you, you can't. I know you, people you have to go in the back. Yeah, they go in the back. I haven't seen us. I didn't. I was just there Saturday. I didn't have a single cigarette, like, scent, because I never went outside. So, yeah, you can't smoke in there, pretty yeah. sure. So... Yeah. Yeah, back to the uh, interview. The, <laughs> so, like, uh, back to your band. So, like, how many bands have you had? You think? Like, I feel like you've been in a million of them. I don't know why I think that, but oh wow, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've had bands that I started with friends, and I've had bands that I joined later. Um, I've had bands that I subbed for, you know. Um, 
I've played with a good amount of, of musicians in this area, you know. I wasn't there, there Corey. Was, there Sorry. was a point in time, like back in the day, I was uh, subbing for drums for like a lot of punk bands. You know, I was in a lot of multiple bands with Jason from Distractions. Um, he had like three or four punk bands I was a part of. That guy, um, that guy is walking punk rock. If Jason ever sees this, that dude is, Butler is punk an rock. awesome motherfucker, man. That's I've never he, met him in person, but we're Facebook friends. But just, that dude is like punk just, rock. He, well, he's just all rock, dude. He's he's yeah. he's come a long way, you know. Before I remember back in the day, it was I. It was like calling him "fuck it, follower" because if it wasn't, <laughs> punk, he didn't want nothing to do with it. He's like, "That's not punk. I'm not listening to it." You know. <laughs> and now it's like he's 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 definitely got a wider variety of music but cool thing was even though that he was always just a punk dude like he yeah. helped record so many like stuff with my bands that like, i mean he's he's done a lot of fucking work for my bands and stuff that were metal and all that stuff he's he's just an all-around good dude man he's 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 a hard hitter in the scene like like a lot of us are you know so i'm, I'm proud of that guy he's he's a good dude oh yeah so, so but i mean I, how many bands have been in with i i don't know a lot well okay let's say let's okay let's say for the uh the whole topic of this show we're talking about the dark side we kind of started with south bend's dark side of how like it's up and down so like i'm trying to think of things for example like what is the shittiest thing you've had encountered in one of your bands like you know like it could be anything <laughs> you know like that, that thing that yeah that thing that thing that makes fucking being in a band a pain in the ass oh so many huh no um no, no. i mean I, there were bands that were in that we'd get in like not like physical fights but scream fights just because we were such close friends and stuff and you know everybody'd have to take a time out for a couple of months or something like that um so uh, actually before i before i interrupt you like so usually you the, the i mean that usually happens you have like arguments in your band and yeah you don't kick anybody out you just like argue and then like hopefully it clears up back in the day you know like oh uh, man i think <laughs> maybe back in the 20s there was a point where we were doing uh little impeachment efforts like you know like your attitude sucks you're fired and then would realize it's not the same we'll just let you back kind of thing it even happened to me at one point i got kicked out of, out of the band hmm. and they tried getting another drummer that just wasn't any good and um, they're like will you come back and play i'm like yeah i'm sorry for being a dick you know i think i was like 21 and okay that. okay yeah that was a long time ago um yeah i don't know man i mean i've never really had anything end on a bad note to where where I wouldn't talk to somebody again or anything right. like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I've been kind of lucky there. It, I, anybody can be a pain in the ass in a band, I, even me. Yeah, I, I'll be the first to admit that I can be a, a picky dickhead. And the, the, the thing to do is, like you said, find you know a group of guys that are your brothers that um, you just know how to deal with that. And I didn't really know if if we'd be capable of doing it till we did our first tour together last year, um, when we were together for two and a half weeks, like every yeah. single 
great. It's like you kind of got to, to know how it is. It's like you started to see and be able to tell if somebody's getting a little grouchy. And you just kind of step back for a minute, let them like have a minute for themselves, give them the back of the trailer to go take a nap, and, huh. and everything was fine, you know, because it was just a matter of you when when you practice once a week, you see that person once a week. Okay, that's the guy I know once a week. Yeah, when you're around somebody every fucking day, every single minute. You know, you smell their shit, you smell their feet, and you fucking have to look at their fucking dirty clothes, and their clothes get mixed up with your clothes and shit. You're just like, <laughs> all right, I just saw a side of you that I don't see even with my fucking family, you know? Yeah. And you just realize, you like, it's just part of the gig, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. so I mean, yeah. like, yeah, it sounds like you guys get along from every guy we almost interviewed from your band. <laughs> we do, we do, man. You know, it's like, like so we have our moments where like you know me motherfucker did it but it's very rare you know and that's if, good if, if it ever is like any sort of like like little twingy fucking it's mainly because something's not getting done but it's not anything that we're we're doing it's just right we're at a standstill waiting for something to happen and we're just like what the fuck's going on with this and you know and, and everybody's like i don't know what it is and, and i'm find out let me type dear motherfucker what's going on and uh you know so other than that i i got a good good group of guys yeah you know i hope they feel the same way about me but i i don't i don't ask they have not so far <laughs> the other two have not mentioned anything bad so yeah no yeah. no they're just talking about the random shit they see on the road and whatnot like and that's what i'm that's what i'm getting to like as as you're musical career has gone usually if you your other bands maybe you've i'm just i can't talk today dude like any other like it's crazy it's just yes yeah, i just stutter a lot but uh, like uh any like crazy experiences or just some weird shit that's Man, basically I'll the basis tell you, of the show. like yeah the very very first band i was in misery when i was a kid um yeah. we mind you like i said i hadn't been playing drums in even a year yet and we were, we were playing. Uh, we were playing like house shows and stuff like that, and it was, it was fun because people were like, "Wow, you play Slayer and stuff like that." And I'm not saying I played it well, but it was good enough to where I was keeping a beat, and you could tell it was Slayer, you know. Um, <laughs> there was a guy, and uh, his name was Otto. He's he's on Facebook. His Otto rocks, and I we met him at University Park Mall, and he was huh. like. He was like this dude with long blonde hair, and he had like a, I mean, he was total rock and roll, like the bandana walking through big earrings, and you know, he's like, he's like, hey, you dude's playing the band. I, I, I'm probably exaggerating, but that's mm -hmm. how we ended up meeting him and stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'm a promoter, da, 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 da. and he got us this gig at a little bar in Niles called the Looking Glass, and. I remember we were so stoked, man. We were just thinking to ourselves, this is it. This is the big time. Did, did, yeah. We're at bar, and I'm not even 21, and all this and shit. And did, did, we pull up, and it's just this little fucking shithole dive. And there's like a broken down car in the fucking parking lot with like yeah. and stuff. And we get in there, and I just remember I turned and looked, and I saw a stage, and I was like, I get to play on a fucking stage. Yeah. And we were there, it was like, Friday early evening. Nobody was even there yet. It was the two bartenders, and they were these two Arabic guys, and I can't fucking remember their names, but one of them had a really big overbite, and he was 
he wait, he went to go get a beer for somebody and I saw him drool in the beer, like a big drool go in the beer mug and he just handed it to the guy. And I was just like, all right, well, I hope you guys brought beer because we're not drinking any beer. That is fucking and, gross. Yeah, well, it, it gets better. This is, this is fucking insane. So we we get on stage and we're setting up. And I remember I just got my drums set up. And we had to start playing. He wanted to start playing at 9 o'clock. There was maybe six people there. And there was these two dudes playing pool. We were in two minutes to our second song. And these two dudes at the pool table started fighting. And one of them pulled out a knife and stabbed the dude in the fucking stomach. Hey. And bled all over the fucking pool table on the floor. And we just we just remember I stopped playing and I heard a guitar going like <laughs> feedback. I'm like, yeah. I'm like I, I felt my stomach getting queasy. I was like, I just saw a fucking dude get stabbed. Hell yeah. That's fucked, man. And it just was I remember the cops came and then like the next thing I know, ten or fifteen more people showed up later. And they just mopped up the floor and covered up the pool table when we kept it. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, dude. It, I was like, I didn't know what to think, man. But I look at it now, I was just like, yeah, I could saw somebody get stabbed at the very first gig I ever played. You know? That is a roadhouse moment from the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. It it was it was fucking nuts, man. I remember like <laughs> playing the anchor in, right? And like somebody got shot down the road. I think they died. I'm not sure. I was gonna say, oh, I was that gonna should say, not. Somebody, somebody got shot in the fucking parking lot too. But you know. oh, that was somebody else. Yeah. We should. I, I asked Bill if he wanted to come on here. I'm sure he's got crazy stories. I'm sure like he'll conclude that one. Bill's got stories. Probably he doesn't want even anybody to know, but he'd still tell them if you. That's what I'm got. saying. Like, yeah, like. Wow, that's. I'm surprised that's... he said he wouldn't be on it. Are you sure you've asked him? I've I've asked him, but like you know, he is about getting. He back. He relishes the moment to do some shit like this. That's what I'm saying. Like I think yeah. he said he was gonna be. We're gonna get him on later. He said he, he didn't have time at the moment. I don't remember what he said. Some bullshit. But um, yeah, we need yeah. a. We definitely want to get a promoter on here. That's like I've obviously toured and all that other shit. So did you yeah. tour with, with any other band other than like Chokesetter, or is that your first touring band? Um, I mean that was the first tour tour I've ever been on. I mean I've been on. A couple like regional weekends with other bands before right, but right. or more yeah it, that was like my first foray into actually going out there long trips all the way out to the west coast and stuff like that so so i i heard you were in a band called ass puppets is that correct yep how did how did that band come together and how'd you end up singing <laughs> well okay so i when I started singing, the reason that happened was because um, I was in a thrash band with, uh, you know, Chris Connolly and Jerry Walker, those guys I mentioned before. Yeah. And um, what we were doing is we were writing a lot of material and just recording it, but we couldn't find a singer that we liked. And um, I remember that we recorded like a really rough demo on a four track of some songs we wrote. And mm. I just went over to Chris's house one day and I started doing some vocals. And like back then my vocals sounded a lot like Max from Sepultura, you know, and the yeah. guys liked it and they were just like, 
well, why don't we just record the songs on our own with you singing? And if anything, we can look for a drummer. And um, for the longest time, that wasn't panning out until uh, the band we were we had at the time. We did find a drummer. His name's Nick White. He actually plays bass um, in a band now called Zero something. Hey, uh, Zero. Hey, Zero. Yeah, hey, no, Zero. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I always forget that name. But yeah, he was like, a drummer and I was singing in that band. We were called Psycho Membrane, and uh, we played. That was all metal. It was it was like a cross between Sepultura and like Meshuggah, and we played a punk show um, at a, at a VFW hall. And actually, people fucking loved it, but it didn't last very long because um, I don't know. People just I don't know. There was a guy that quit for a stupid reason, and I don't even remember why, but. Then we were back to stage one. You know, I was like either trying to drum or I was trying to do vocals for the bands. And the ass puppets came up because um, Chris was doing a band with the guys from the ass puppets, Bob and Abom, and uh, it was Steve who was the vocalist at the time, Steve Jose. And Steve didn't want to sing anymore, so it was just basically Chris, Abom, and Bob writing his music. And they're like, hey, man, do you want to do some vocals for us and stuff? And at that point, I was I was just kind of upset and done with bands. Like, I just got out of a band doing vocals. We were like a rap core band from Chicago called God Size. And hmm. our first show, we opened up for this band called 5.0. We, we played the Metro, and it was their signing party to Roadrunner Records. So it was packed. Yeah. And I just remember it was my first show with them, and I didn't even know all the lyrics yet. And I was I was reading off cue cards that were taped to the stage, and I go out there to play, and like I'm playing the fucking metro, and I look, and the whole place is packed. So you're like a thousand fucking people, and my stomach just sunk because because everybody was just staring at us, like nobody heard of us. And I saw a dude that I knew from St. John, Michigan. He's like, "What up, Bone?" Nice. <laughs> in the of the crowd. Nice. <laughs> A park You're a popular I, guy. I just like, oh Christ, you know. So anyway, we played that show and went really well. And that band fizzled out because there was just some bullshit. They wanted me to re-record this album with the old vocals, and I didn't want to do the old vocals because I wanted to do my own. So anyway, that fizzled out and I was upset and I was like, Yeah, I'm done with fucking bands. We put all this time into it. Chris and Abom and Bob come to me, they're like, Hey, we got this music you want to sing for. And I was like, The only way I'm getting another fucking band is if we do something stupid. Like, I want to wear costumes, I don't want to be serious. I want to sing about yes fat girls and shit in our pants, and we wear masks and have some dumb name like the ass puppets. It's literally how that started. And they were like, Okay. So we just they showed nice. me this music and I came with these ridiculous fucking lyrics and they're just cracking up like we're trying to practice them and I can barely get through a song because I'm laughing so hard. I'm like, I can't believe you're entertaining this fucking idea, you guys. And then we played a show in Garth's basement at a punk show and fucking people loved it. Like for the longest time, there were punk bands saying, you guys are more punk than anybody I know because you just don't give a fuck. You know? Nice. Yeah, so that band actually started off as an accident, like a joke, and got farther than any other band besides Choke Center I was ever in. So yeah, it was retarded. Like I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember we, my old band played with you guys in like a 
I don't know what it, it's not a bar no more, which is weird. It's like an Indian like grocery store, but it was a restaurant before that. And for the life of me, I can't think of it. It's by Notre Dame. I know that. It was like a nice stage too. Oh, it was uh the Golden Gnome. That place. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. See, like that yeah, place. That was a cool yeah. What the fuck, man? Another one that died. That's, like. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's so many good venues were like closed up. Perfect you know? area too, just because it's like Notre Dame right there, like. Uh, it was it was just different. It was there was something different. It was a cool stage. The bar was separate from the main room, so if you wanted to get out of there and chill, you could. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that was a cool fucking venue, man. I was I was bummed when that place went down. I was like, damn, uh, yeah, stupid. Yeah, that's how it is sometimes. Like, yeah, uh, that is annoying. Whatever. But you said <laughs> you, you played with us. Yeah, I was in a band called Unquiet Eddie back in the day. Oh, I remember that man. We're yeah. okay. We were okay. Yeah, like... some cool songs, man. I remember hearing you recording. And I was like, I was like, that's some good shit. I rather drum really fucking good. Yeah, yeah, we were okay. <laughs> but I remember that was my that was actually my first band, like for like the longest time. And all right, on. and so I, you know, I I would play around the area, the same venues, you know, like the Elvis. Brandon, and, uh, you playing any bands, buddy? You still there? I I used to. <laughs> you used to? Yeah, I what haven't done anything in like four years. What was the last band you were in? The band was called To My Dismay. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Just say that the again. Ba- the band was called To My Dismay. To my oh, to my dismay. Yeah. I thought you said like to Midas, like Midas touch. <laughs> to Midas. <laughs> I was apparently, like, what kind of fucked up emo name is that man? Like what? <laughs> apparently, before I met Brandon, they played at fucking uh, McCormick's, and I guess some guy got fucking pile drived in the floor, <laughs> and they called the ambulance, yeah. and it was the show I didn't see. I guess. That's what I'm talking about. Those are the shows. Like yeah. a show gets fucked up. It's funny because they made us open. So we played. And then the next band played and the guy got his head split in half and ended the show. So the two touring bands that came through from out of state didn't even get to fucking play because Ooh, damn, that sucks. Yeah, that cops kind of shut down the whole show. Ugh. I was like, Ugh. well, I guess we're not we're not gonna get paid. I've for never this one. I've never played McCormick's. <laughs> we were supposed to, and then it like fell through. And I'm like, I just damn. did another story to tell you, but go sure, ahead. sure. Yeah, so he, he brought up the, the cops thing. So uh um, there's a club in downtown Mishawaka called Diamiki's Club. I don't know if you know what it is. It's like a it's like a Polish club. Um I think Carissa Squadroni bartends there in the basement. Well, anyway. They have an upper level with where you could rent out the hall, and there was a big stage. And back in one of my bands, and when I was like 21, we rented this place. It was like Mr. Diamiki, old Italian guy, had no fucking clue what was going to happen. It was going to be a birthday party, and it was basically my band and two other bands, and they were thrash bands too. And we bought kegs, and uh, got got somebody to bartend. Well, we played this show and it was packed and nobody was carding anymore. Oh, <laughs> shit. Dude, people got fucking shit faced. And I remember the last band was getting done with their second song and the cops raided it. Like the whole fucking bar, the front, all these police officers come and shut the music down, da da da, and they start carding people. And, um, 
they're just like everybody's trying to get out and run, but there's cops waiting at the side doors to try and catch them and all this oh shit. Oh my! And Chris Connolly, he said, "You know who he is? Yeah, in my band at the time, and he was wasted. He was 21. He was 20 something, but he gets on the microphone because the PA is still on. And and this was no little practice PA. Like I spent like 200 bucks for a sound guy. It was a massive PA. So hell yeah, loud as fuck." And he gets on the microphone and he goes, I just want to say this to all you guys. Mm. I fucking hate cops. Every police officer froze and turned to look to him and started walking for him. (laughs) And he goes, oh. (laughs) And tries to play with the mic and starts to get out the back door. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. What he looks like he would say that. I don't know oh, why. I mean, as he, as an older guy, had, like I, I could picture him just saying that now. Just the you know, his long hair and everything. <laughs> he's he's done that shit. There was a house party. Same thing happened. Like somebody came for the noise. We were blasting music, and he opens the front door, and like in the doorway, there's nothing but cops' faces, even to the floor. Like they were just in a, like the whole doorway was full of police officers' faces, and you heard the record go. It's all quiet, and Chris goes, he goes, well, we've all seen the TV show. We know you're going to come in anyway, so let's go, you know? Nice. Uh (laughs) Wow. He's he's had some good moments, but uh, yeah. Yeah, good times, man. Sounds like it. So, like, this bar doesn't exist no more, right? Which one? You said the one upstairs? Yeah. Yeah, it does. They won't rent to any bands. That's for sure. Trust me, we fucked that up a long time ago. Where? So, is yeah, downtown stop in? I... Downtown? No, uh, Mishawaka. I want to say Uh-oh. like Spring and Eighth Street or something like that. Uh, it's okay. It's literally like one of those like VFW club style things. But gotcha. Just, yeah, you have to have like the membership from the family and all that stuff. But they Got they it. rent it for like parties and all that. And, that they had never dealt with anyone on our caliber, and oh my god, dude, we were, we were mm. so hung over the next morning. We still had our shit there and glasses all over the place. So I guess he cleaned it up, but all our band equipment was at the back wall. And I remember we pulled up when it's like two in the afternoon, middle of summer, we're sweating our asses off, just pouring sweat, bang, and fucking headaches, loading up our shit in our trucks, and there's a funeral. Uh, fucking lunch there, so there's all these people looking up, sweaty, oh, fucking long hair dude. Bad. Probably smell like booze, shit unloading our stuff, putting it back in the truck and stuff. Yeah, that was that was some funny shit, man. I've had some oh. time where there's been cartoon moments that probably come to me as as after this program goes. I'll have to be like, it happens. Cartoon. It yeah. happens. Yeah. So you know, it's it's funny because like again, we've had like all the members of Choke Setter, so it's like. I don't know. Maybe there's a story that they didn't talk about that on your little trips, and or maybe even like some gigs with Choke Setter. Now that we're like in the now, you know, like anything silly happened being in that band. From the usual laughs, maybe I don't know. Like oddly enough, there was only like two things on the tour that kind of stood out, and that was one. Um, <laughs> I was I was driving the rig, and. Uh, we were getting ready to make a pit stop and uh, I just, all of a sudden I just, I felt Steve lean up from the, the couch behind me, like really fast. 
I didn't see it in in my peripheral vision. I just I felt him. It was like a big gust of wind, and I could tell it was him. And he's like, "I gotta go to the bathroom now." And I was like, "Oh, okay, man. Um, well, we were gonna, we were gonna stop at this Walmart in about twenty miles." He goes, "Now," <laughs> and I'm like, "Are you sure you can't wait till Walmart?" He's like, "Uh, no." <laughs> so we literally had to beeline. I like cut over two lanes to get to a gas station exit. And I remember we pulled up. I even hit a bump, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And <laughs> this really little gas station. I was like. I turned to tell him, I was like, dude, I don't even know if there's a bathroom here. And I didn't even get finished, and he was already out the door. Oh, He's walking, holding his ass, trying not to, like, shit himself. And he walked in. I'm sitting there laughing. And, yeah, he must have found a way in, that motherfucker. He came out, like, 20 minutes later. He was like, Jesus Christ. Hey, Steve's got a knack for eating stuff he knows it's going to do to it, do that to him. I'm like... I'm constantly yelling at him. We'll go to a gas station. He'll get like those fucking taquito looking tampon things. You oh, know? Like, <laughs> tornadoes, you know? tornadoes, yeah, chicken, you know, like chicken roll ups. You, you see that you know the minute you eat it, you're going to be shitting your Dude, I, I feel that way. I don't that's, know why that's I fucking eat them. All the fucking time, man. Like he'll buy red chips, he buys red burritos. Wow. He'll find a red pickle and eat that motherfucker. And still, yeah, I got to go to the bathroom. I almost just be like, man, here's one of them little fucking. Uh, the stools the little kids sit on, you know, I mean, like sit on that motherfucker, but yeah. that that smell a little bad. So, yeah. The only other time, I, same thing, Steve, we were on stage at the Whiskey Go-Go, and uh, you can't see it because they filmed the whole performance, but in the middle of, like, our first song, Steve slipped and bit it, dude, and, like, fucking his, his guitars in the air just, like, ringing out on opening. <laughs> He's trying to gain his balance. Burr. Like, I saw it happen. And I'm like, oh my god! I'll bet you anything the camera was right on him when he did that, you know. And sure as shit stinks, that footage there wasn't one view of that happening. But I, it was, it was funny. I was like, you of all people, we're gonna play the whiskey go go in L.A. like a fucking on your ass. Have it recorded, and you bite it on the first song. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, so, that's funny. You never mentioned these things. Like we're just putting them on no, blast right now. No. Like, he, he knows. He knows. He knows, uh, but he never talked about it. <laughs> no, never. No, he, he won't admit I'm a shit counselor. I just be like, uh, dude, I watch your ass more than your wife, you know? Because you'll fucking, you'll eat a billy goat covered in Tabasco sauce if you're not fucking careful. So, yeah. <laughs> I've never had. A, I've never had a. Wait, what? Coal miner fucking lives for eating tornadoes from the gas station. If you haven't had Speedway for dinner, then you haven't toured. <laughs> Says Ian. We, I mean, I don't, I can't eat that shit because, like, I know. And I mean, I am a person that enjoys his, his shits. So, so, okay, like, so for uh, maybe for like, I would say touring tips, like, what do you, what would you recommend you eat on tour yourself, like, to stay away from that shit? Man, I'm big on, <laughs> I'm big on beef jerky and string cheese or like cheese because that stuff, it's filling and it, coats your stomach to where you're going to have like a nice <laughs> the next day you know, you know? <laughs> it just, i it don't just matches together like a like a meat dairy snowball that kind of you know i hope nobody i, I hope nobody female wise is watching this they're gonna be like there you are probably not no, nobody watches this yeah <laughs> but anyway you know um 
man, I, I oh my god, dude, Gardettos, the rye chips, holy okay. shit, those are another one of my favorites. And um, do not drink Sprite past seven p.m. Sprite, and, why? Because dude, it's the Burp Central. Like, yeah, I, okay, it, I'll I'll be built until like the next day if I drink Sprite late. It's it's bad. Have you ever huh. seen those challenges? People like they have the new Sprite drinking shit, man. It's like, hang on, I'm gonna get a soda right now. Actually, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they yeah, Sprite's like ultra burp city, man. I don't understand it myself. But. Oh, I guess so. Like carbonate, yeah, it's like overly carbonated for some reasons unknown. Yeah. So, like on tour, like okay, so you're eating like you know the gas station foods. Like, is there ever anything in the budget to say, well, tonight? We want to eat like some normal shit, or that never happens. I was curious. On the short runs, yeah, um, yeah, like, like a weekend or something. Um, I make sure that I, I try. I budget it to where um, we at least I at least pay for one meal for the for all of us. You know, it comes out of like the the band fund. I, I handle the finances and stuff. And nice, um, I've got means for like extra money to where even if we don't make enough that night and off merch you know i'm still gonna treat my guys because they work and they're not getting paid and they they bust their ass man they're fucking great dudes like i i can't i can't say enough of how hard they work you know harder than me in some aspects so you know i i mean there's times we'll just do a weekend run i'm like dude there's a killer steak place got five stars let's go or um you know stuff like that um mm-hmm. tour was mm-hmm. a little bit different because we were like kind of on survival you know but when we were out west we tried to live off in and out burger as much as we can and fucking uh was it in and out burger i don't know i never no. ate there it sounds good no it wasn't in and out god damn it was the other fucking good burger no is it no i don't they have know, a good bur- no it's not good burger i can't fucking remember sonic it's, one of the huh? good, it's, it's not sonic either but it's the only one you can get out west. And when I tried my first one, hang on. Whataburger. Whataburger. No. Yes. That's it. Yeah. I when I one in Florida. In south. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was fucking delicious. We probably ate there. I know there's like an In N Out out that way, too. Maybe it is. Yeah. It is In N Out. Yeah. In N Out, I've had. It's, it's okay. I've never had In N Out. Whataburger. Did you guys ever stop at a Bucky's? Because one day I need to stop at one of those. I just did. Fuck you. <laughs> if we jerky. did i didn't i didn't go in i i tried to eat like either i like we said beef jerky and stuff or i did subway subway never does me wrong and it's always fresh and you always i always get filled up you know what i mean that's true and one thing i'll tell you and especially you know me being a bigger guy is like eating like shit every single night and then trying to play it it's tough it's eating a yeah. greasy ass fucking burger every night and then you have to try and get a good night's sleep and then get up, and that means loading, unloading all that shit, staying up, selling merch, and say it catches up with you, man. Definitely. So, I do have a question. Like when you go on tour and you're obviously stuck in a van, how do you guys manage to sleep comfortably? Well, that van? tour that we did out west, we rented an RV. Okay. So yeah, and well, it was cheaper to rent an RV than it was to get a. Uh, a sprinter van from this place that rents two bands specifically because the oh. van that we've got it's not bad for like um local and regional shows and stuff like that but we were a little skeptical to try to take it all the way out west especially coming through the desert 
Because they're like, man, if that thing fucking overheats in the middle of Texas, we're not going to be enjoying life very much. And we had right. long drives in between. So yeah. I was like, let's just take the gamble. I'll rent this RV. And it actually was nice. It was just, I didn't think about this because I don't know much about it. And um, Dustin might have known, but still he was like on board for the experience. You can't sleep in an RV when it's moving. There's the suspension is not made for it because, <laughs> like, we I got the big one where it said it slept eight, so it slept all four of us comfortably. That was a big bed and back, a big bed above the, the cockpit of the um, uh, the steering column, and then there was a long couch that turned into a bed, and then the kitchenette part with the booth turned into a bed. Well, in the middle of the night after a show, I'd try to get some sleep after the gig, Jesse would drive through the night. Well, I tried to go to sleep in that queen bed, and sure enough, man, every little bump we hit, that bed's going boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm bouncing Shit. off the guy's mattress, and I made the mistake of the first night I put all my spare drumsticks in a cabinet above the bed, and they got loose. So they were rolling around like fucking rolling. <laughs> and I mean, I couldn't even get my balance to get up there to get them out of there because I would have fallen off the fucking bed. So and, your gear, um, sorry, your gear fit in the RV as well too, right? No, we took our trailer behind. Trailer. Yeah, we have okay. a five by eight that keeps all our stuff. So we tore we tore our gear, then like all our clothes and personal stuff and the guitars were in the RV. Okay. And. Uh, the, the reason that it was cool, though, is because it was comfortable. Like, you know, if you were sitting up there and stuff, and we had the air on while we were driving. It was a comfortable ride. The gas mileage was terrible as fuck. But, um, you uh, know, there were times where we could pull over and sleep in it and save money on a hotel. You know, like, we crashed yeah. in the parking lots. Um, Walmart. When we went out to, when we made it out to California, we actually had two days off. Um, before our California shows, and we plugged into a um, KOA campground down there, and hung out and grilled out and got stoned and shit like that. That was pretty fun, you know. So the the RV was fun. It just it wasn't very cost effective, and it didn't pan out the way I wanted it to. Because I'm thinking, oh man, it's got a shower and all this stuff. Well, that shower basically is it's not even the size of a phone booth. So I'm getting in it. And if I try to turn it on, I'm basically getting to wash my head, my shoulders, and the top of my belly, and whatever drips past my belly onto my feet. The rest of me is totally dry. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, yeah, they don't so make work. Yeah. I spent a lot of washing in Walmart bathrooms. And I'll tell you what, during peak hours, trying to wash your balls in a sink with people coming <laughs> in and out of the bathroom is very hard. <laughs> I can imagine, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm in a band, leave me alone. I mean, for real, like, I, two people leave out, I have like five seconds that I have to, like, go <laughs> with, like, water right. get down. Take the towel and go like this. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah, dude. I'm probably, I didn't even have enough paper towels to try and wipe down there, so I'm probably walking out and dripping all over the fucking floor. You know, yeah, it, it was, it was a funny experience, man. All I want for Thanksgiving dinner is tornadoes. <laughs> chicken or beef chicken or beef call <laughs> well, actually like, like i listeners. It looks like i'm like oh yeah we, we have a good time we talk about tornadoes like you know i have like a soft spot for fucking all beef speedway hot dogs and i get pissed off when the worker doesn't put any on the 
on the roll are fresh. Like, what are you fucking doing with your life, man? Dude, I mean, there's times that I crave a hot dog so bad. Yeah. I'll some of those fucking Indiana Jones fucking ones that have been on there like for two fucking days that oh, you bite into and it's like a corpse's finger and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once in a while, that does the, the job, you know. I'll just be yeah, like, I don't, I don't know why. Like, Maybe I don't like, know what about that was dust, not grease, when I busted it open. But it still I, used to be beef, so you know. I feel like there needs to be a fast food hot dog place chain, and I don't know why. Well, Portillo's, but that's kind of fancier, in my opinion. <laughs> Funny yeah. story. I was I was thinking about that first time I ever seen it. I thought it was said Portobello's. I thought it was a mushroom. Yeah, place. I could see that. <laughs> You you could get I like, my, you're like I told my wife I was like you want to go to Portobello's <laughs> she's like what <laughs> it says Portillo's I was like I thought it's in Portobello's it, I can... <laughs> who makes a mushroom hot dog what kind of hippie shit is this you know <laughs> I feel like it could be an Italian restaurant with that name I mean they have like a Italian sandwich right there I don't know we ate there once it was like a year ago and I didn't think it was worth the seventy fucking dollars it cost to eat there what'd you get. <laughs> well, I fed the whole family, so I had a hamburger. Oh, that's not what you get there, but but what? Well, actually, I, think it, I don't know. I'm not a big wiener fan, so uh, you don't like wieners or mouse? Oh, I do. No, I'll admit that. Hell yeah! Hey, I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's it's about as funny as the first time that um, T. Allen's Giro on Thirty One changed their sign, and I thought it was a strip club. That was because like, <laughs> the way it lived up, I was like. Is that a new strip club? Oh, what's T Oh, okay. They changed the name. T the cat, the cat. Yeah. Table say hello and go over there. Go on. Thank you. I feel like T T Allen's and like fucking King Gyros is gonna get a fucking war for it's literally the same shit almost, right? All right. How do you pronounce it? Is it Gyro, Giro, or Euro? Giro? You gotta say it like we say Euro. Euro. Yeah, yeah, Euro is like the Greek way. So yeah. if you don't have any Greek friends, it doesn't matter, you know. I'll have any I, I, just, I don't eat I it anyway. Call it, I call it lamb shavings. It's really all it is, you know. Lamb, yeah. It's well, not even all lamb, it's like beef, pork, and lamb mixed together into a big wheel of goodness. It is it's, good. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a pretty amazing. guilty pleasure. Yeah. Huh. So I was I was gonna ask. Uh, he says Euro. Wait, isn't Ian? Aren't you Greek? You have to be. You're like twenty foot tall with that beard. <laughs> Ian is from the Black Order. I don't know if you guys ever played together or not. Probably. Um, not. I've seen him play at Indiana Tap. Probably uh, was him. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Yeah, but I we never played with them. No. You know what we should do? We should all join forces and take over the tap sometime. I'm, even, I'm always down to play if we got time, man. We the thing we try to do now is not play South Bend more than twice a year, just because. Right, that makes sense. It's yeah, it's it's just it. As much as I love my town and everything, it's it's kind of like when you're a newer band starting out and you want to play as much as you can to kind of build up your your following and get gas um, for your your fans and stuff. It's great. Right. I was way off, Ian. Sorry. Anyway, after a while, you can flood it, you know, and no, yeah, yeah, like they start to see you're playing in the same area multiple times a year. They're gonna be like, okay, well, I'm not gonna go to that one. I'll go to the next one. And then if they don't catch that one, I'll be like, well, I'll go to the next one. 
and the next thing you know, you're not pulling numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, yeah. we yeah, we should like. Well, next time, are you guys playing the tap anytime soon? Um, we booked a gig there for May the fourth. Um, okay. but I'm I'm bringing like kind of out of town bands in for that one. Right. Well, it, like we'll do one yeah. later on because we're playing there like a fucking four twenty again. Yeah. May the fourth so, be with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's something like late summer, early fall. Yeah, something good. like that. We'll figure it out. We'll talk yeah. to Bill. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. I could I could Bad. try to figure I could try to figure out something in Goshen at that one place again. I need to talk to that Ignition guy. was fine, man. I mean, we had a blast there, but yeah. Yeah, I tried emailing that dude about getting a gig and he didn't even fucking reply. So uh, like, he's terrible. I, I work for him now. Like I work at the guitar store, like giving lessons. So I have his number. I'm trying to that figure out something. because that, that, that place was a blast. We had a well, the, well, the thing is, it's like he, he doesn't like do it often. And it's, so it's not like a permanent staple venue to have things. So, so far, I don't know what's going on. I might actually text him tomorrow asking like what's going on with the shows. A lot of it has to do with like whether or not people actually want to come to the shows and he makes money to pay the sound guy and the people that work there. And one of those kind of deals, I think. Sure. You know what I mean? Like you never know. So yeah, yeah. I'll I'll figure it out with him. But uh yeah. Um good venue. It's like in my town. And I lost yeah, track yeah. of thought. I lost track of thought just now. <laughs> yeah, I know you're in the middle of asking question. You're like, oh by the way, don't be little you know. So and I do it too, so I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was I gonna say? Fuck. Anyway. Yeah. Should let Brandon say something? Because he was he's been trying to chime in too. He's Brandon, you're doing great. Man, like I want to know, I want to know more about you, buddy. <laughs> you know? There's not a whole lot to know about. I'm no. just the. Uh... You still play an instrument? No, I was a vocalist. So you just sit in that dark ass green room and and talk to people like me. Sometimes. Well, look, you see, have... he's you see, he's promoting his other show like that. What the hell did you make that hoodie there? A shirt. My wife did. Ten foil oh, tails. What's that? That's my other podcast. That's actually a lot more kind of was like an egotistical asshole was a lot more successful than this one <laughs> what's, what's it what's it is it like conspiracy theory and shit like yeah, that yeah stuff like Ooh, that There's aliens ufos and cryptid monsters and all sorts of stuff i interview people that seen bigfoot or seen think they've been abducted by aliens or all sorts of crazy shit that's cool but, i don't have no stories like that that'd be fun to be on that show though it's funny because <laughs> the amount the amount of people that have listened to that podcast today and just just today is more than what has listened to this podcast in the last six months. Do you try bumping this one on that one at all or no? Like, well, this one. Can- I've mentioned it here and there, but the people that come on there and listen to that show don't give a shit about local band stuff. Yeah, or even or even music in general, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's hard to uh, it's hard to find a niche for this because. People struggle to even go to shows anymore and support bands, so they're not going to listen to a podcast for two hours about a band member. You know what I mean? Unless does it only show you like the live numbers while you're doing this live, or does it show plays after you? I see plays every day. Okay. No, I meant like for for this thing here. For what we're doing right now, there's three people watching live. Okay. And then, but I mean, more people watch later. Do you get more see people those? will watch later? It'll, it'll continue to go up. But the, yeah, the ones that we've done for the last 
five weeks. The first one we did was five weeks ago, and it's had like 21 plays. <laughs> so it's like mm-hmm. no one's really listening. No one's really paying attention. Okay. Mm. I know, right? Oh, damn. I got to try and pump that, man. I mean, things can be a little We were, we were doing good for yeah, a while. When we first yeah. started, we were doing really good, and then some shit went down, apparently, and we haven't recovered since then. Not related to us. No, not, nothing to do with us, but something that happened on an episode, and we got fucking accused of stuff that had nothing to do with us. Do I get a story, or do I gotta go watch that? We can what tell you a story. I can have him tell you. How about that? I'll have him tell you. I would I'm, I'm on this side. It. You're pointing to the wrong side. Basically, <laughs> basically, we had it. <laughs> Someone come on the show, and instead of just talking about music, he mentioned something that happened because it is a dark side that he got canceled for everything he does because he got accused of beating up an ex-girl which she was arrested he wasn't and there's some other shit going on but the moment that episode aired anyone that knew her started harassing us because that's all they do to him but they started calling us racist they started calling us women beaters yeah and leaving <laughs> shitty reviews they went to ed's band and said they're a bunch of racist hillbillies and just drug us through the mud for no fucking reason and ever since then our downloads have been like in the shits we went from getting like maybe 60 downloads <laughs> the first week to getting like five well what was their what was their correlation for saying that you guys had anything to do with because it? he was on our show so because we gave him a platform to talk about his bad experiences and how he's not able to put music out because he gets attacked by all these people they came and attacked us and did, did, is, is what were the allegations true against him like did he really beat him? i don't to our knowledge no like he was never charged with anything they arrested her he had photos of himself being beat up he had bloody wounds and everything else they're like, well, someone had to get arrested. Like, well, why wouldn't they arrested him if he actually had beaten her? They're like, well, you don't know how the police work. I mean, yeah, I do. They're going to have to arrest the person who's doing the assault. Why would they arrest? Usually the guy's always the one getting arrested. Why would right. they arrest the woman? Right. I could see it being a sensitive issue, but that's a shame that it had to trail. We on. didn't have any intentions on the episode turning into what it You were talking about it, yeah. Right. Like, we didn't know. I mean, no, no woman deserves to go through that. You know, it's if 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 it's no, if he really yeah. did it, like we said, he's a piece of shit. But yeah. there's been no proof that he's ever done. He's actually provided proof that he didn't do it. Yeah. And I've offered her a spot to come on the show and tell her side of it, which has nothing to do with music. But we wanted yeah. to make it clear to everyone that we're equal opportunists here. Like we don't have a dog in this race. Anyone that wants to come on here and clear the air. I ended up deleting the whole fucking episode because it had nothing like there wasn't worth the drama and it still wasn't good enough. We're still getting harassed. I think we just did. What was it? A couple weeks ago, someone from Florida was harassing us. And I was like, what the fuck for it? Like, what do we do? It's been like six months. From it or something. But yeah, I mean, anything like that stuff, it's definitely a can of worms. It's too bad. Yeah, that's what. We didn't expect that either. We just wanted to talk about band shit and like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we talk about random other things aside from like the music and, you know, just to. No, there's a place in time know. for everything. Right. Like, but yeah. I understand why he said it was music related because, again, he was doing a band. 
His band ended up kicking him out because they were being harassed and death threats to his band. He moved across country and then anything he does now, he still gets harassed. So he says part of the dark side for him is the fact he can't release anything because all these people are constantly harassing him. Now, again, I don't, I wasn't there. I don't know the story. All I know is I did a background check. I paid money to do a background check. He had nothing on him. He was never arrested for anything, nothing. She was. So, but they dropped the I guess it's one of those they, things, unless you were there, you really don't know. But, right. Yeah. Like I said, I don't really give a shit one way or the other. Like, if he beat a woman, then yeah, I wouldn't have had the guy on there, but we didn't know that's what it was about. And we don't really do research on people we have on here. I probably should well, do more. No, and at the same time, it's not like you're, you get into this and like, all of a sudden, you know, you're interviewing me and all of a sudden, oh, there was this one time I got in a last week's episode, beat up a bunch of fucking, you know, blah, 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 and all this stuff, you know, no, it's because it's, 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 it's a topic that should just kind of stay where it's at, you know, last week's episode, uh, they were talking about some guy that they were jamming with and come to find out he was making all sorts of inappropriate, like child molesting comments to like little kids and they kind of creeped them out and like, Man, I'll tell you what, that's stuff. I, I put the dude on blast right on air. I don't I don't give a shit. I, I know no one's watching, but I went to his profile and I showed it on the screen. I was like, this is the <laughs> motherfucker they're talking about. I was like, fuck that guy. Right? Yeah. The yeah. amount of people that are getting busted for that stuff lately, holy shit, it's fucking crazy. It's like, I've got kids, I've got a fucking... Are you talking about that biker guy that does the little, like, live videos? No, man. Like, I, I just... I, I've, I knew a guy that... Uh, he was really big in the scene for a long time around here. He's an old friend of mine. Um, I don't want to say his name, but sure. he he got busted for it. They, then it was a long investigation. Nice. Um, like right down the street from my house, there's a diner I go to every week, and the dishwasher there, the 21-year-old kid just got busted for it. Like the federal marshals were investigating him for a long time. He's just like this skinny, dorky kid that he just – you know, man, 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 but he was really nice. You would have never known, but wow. yeah, then up here it's like they've been following him for four months for child porn. I was like, what? You know, and it's like one of those things you never come back from because it's like there's yeah. no justification. You know, it's like it's not like say I was on some porn site and I I downloaded a video of somebody that was only seventeen when they filmed it or some shit like. They're gonna look in beyond that. I mean, they bust you for child porn. It's gonna be children. So oh, yeah, that's, that's fucking a, sick. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, you know, to to so all the people that, to so all the dudes or females that do that, don't. There's always somebody for you of your age for you. You don't actually need to do us kidding. all a favor and just um, don't do that. <laughs> just get rid of your genitals and. Whatever right. else you have to do, yeah. Right. There, there's somebody the for e- there's somebody for everybody. Don't don't be Back going. To the music scene. I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> this show's gonna get canceled now. Shit. It, 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 it's the last yeah. one. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the last. Here's a dark side that can. It's still more. It's still on the same topic that we were just trying to leave from, but it is dark side. My old keyboard player, his brother. Well, it's a stepbrother was actually arrested for all of that back in 2020. And he used to go to our shows. He's been at our band practices or whatever. And like, it's one of those things, but like 
it's not only that. I don't know if you guys are familiar with like those two little girls that were murdered in Delphi back in. I remember that. 20, yeah, 2017. Somehow he was connected with that too. Like they're all using this fake profile that was actually talking to those girls, and they've ended up arresting a guy that did it. But somehow that kid that used to be well, my old keyboard player's brother, stepbrother, was using the same screen name as that guy was. It was like a, a weird pedo ring going on. I was like, dude, this is fucking crazy shit. That motherfucker was in the house that we were practicing in. He was around a lot and ended up doing that sick shit. So you don't really know with people these days. Right. Back to the music. Back to the music. Yay. Let's go back to the dark side. Went a little darker than it normally did. So, what's the. You wanted me to talk, and that's where it went. No, yeah, I know, right? Thanks, Brandon. Can we remember backstage when I was back? Put him backstage. Put him backstage. Backstage. I'll mute myself. Thanks a bunch, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get off mute now. Come on. I was kidding. This poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> ah, my goodness. Yeah, I know, right? So random. So what is the future for uh, the Chokies? Do you guys have like, is that what you call your fans? Chokies? You should call them that. <laughs> no, we, we, we really shouldn't. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, and it's good to know that when it comes to advice or... Uh, you know, any sort of um, input for the band. I'm never going to ask Ed anything because <laughs> he doesn't know fucking shit. I don't know shit. Actually, how uh, did you get your You know, I've never asked you guys. How did you get your name? Um, when I was living in New Orleans, I was playing Zona Rock with uh, this bass player and a guitar player. And we were just kind of man it was it was crazy because this guitar player was probably one of the best riff writers i ever found ever like on nice. a fluke i and he we recorded everything we did because he could never remember what he played the last time <laughs> so like we'd play for hours and hours and get high in our studio and just record hours of tape and all these riffs and i'd be like you gotta remember that one oh and like fucking hours of improv we could have probably wrote four albums off the shit i'm not even exaggerating that's awesome back the next week and he wouldn't remember what we played the last week and i was like well put the tape in i didn't bring it so we just constantly kept doing this this is before uh, cell phones right (laughs) yeah pretty much probably no i had that would that would probably help you know just yeah we were recording with it on four track you know okay so um when the bass player guy came in he was a real talented musician. He would improv right with us and stuff. He loved what we were doing. It's the same thing. He's like, well, how the fuck are we supposed to write anything if we can't remember riffs? And he would remember them and try to play them to the guy. And he's just like, let's just play something else. He was a total fucking hippie, man. You know what I mean? But anyway, the bass player one day, we were talking about if we were ever going to play a show. He's like, dude, we should just dress up as lumberjacks and call ourselves Coke Setter. And I was like, "What's that?" He goes, "Choke setter, man. It's the lead lumberjack in a fucking in a in a crew where they cut down trees and stuff." Interesting. I was like, "Oh," and I liked the name, but I was just like, "Do I have to wear a flannel? Because that's not really going to be very comfortable 
for me. So can I get like a tank top that's got a flat pattern on it or something? Nice. <laughs> so, and then it, that it was squashed. Anyway, years later, fast forward, and I get this band together with Steve and Jesse and uh, this other guy at the time, and we're trying to think of names. And uh, I don't know, Ed, you might, you, I'm sure you, you too, Brandon, coming up with a band name is one of the most scariest and worst things possible. I've never everybody, had. Everybody has ideas, and most of them are absolutely fucking terrible. I've never had to. Like, the bands I've been in, I've only been in two bands in my whole life, which is fucking sad, but, like. Really? They only had, yeah. The last band, the name was already there, but it's funny. It's on Quiet Eddie, but it's like, was it named after you? I'm like, yeah, sure. No, that's that was the name that was already placed before I showed up. And then, well, I've been, I've been in a lot where we've had to come up with a name, and it's fucking cringe city, dude. Because, oh wow, you know everybody's got this concept, and they're you're like they're words that you know how you go and looking like, like 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 the theosaurus or thesaurus or whatever and sitting right. in, you're trying to find words that mean this or what about if we call our name the crow in spanish you know or some shit like <laughs> that crow and you're spanish. like you know I'm, I'm being sarcastic you know the same reason like all the emo bands basically have um a season and uh a month name in it you know like October <laughs> September like toilet you know <laughs> you know October ashes and fucking yeah and all this stuff but anyway um it's just cringeworthy and like it was everybody was coming up with shit that nobody liked you know and i was like i even wanted to call us like let's call ourselves laser wolf you know and i thought that was dope for a stoner rock band. <laughs> that would like, work i fucking hate that name and i was like laser because wolf. you sir have no fucking creativity, you know. <laughs> well, then they found out there was a band already called Laser Wolf, so it wouldn't happen. Motherfucker. Anyway, I just popped that name out. I was just like, "What do you think of Choke Setter, man?" My friend in New Orleans made it up. This is what it means, and is like, "Okay, I like it." Blah blah blah, and it just kind of stuck. And it's funny because people see our logo or hear our name and think it's got something to do with. Like fighting or even Steve because he's in jujitsu and stuff like that. You know like, what? I kind of thought that too, like a, some sort of like fucking move. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's totally oh, wow. it's up. It's it's a it's a lumberjack that basically is in charge of piling huh. all together to be hauled away. So, huh. Yeah. You should have like a lumberjack on one of your shirts, you know, like chopping people down or something. Well, our next album is going to be lumberjack oriented, and even fact, like when we release, when we re-release our album through Pavement, the new album cover has got a lumberjack on it. It's an all-new cover and stuff. We're starting to incorporate that. The new album is going to be called Lumberjacks from Outer Space. So nice. We kind of talked to the guys about this a little bit, but now it's been shit like seven or eight months. The last time we talked to anyone. Yeah, yeah. How does it? How is the label thing working out for you guys to release another album, or is this the first album you've released on their for? Well, years? it's gonna be the first and the only. Um, it, this was kind of like a launch off point. It was like a trial deal through Pavement. You know, basically, they're gonna re-release our record and put it out and market it for us. And I don't even know the extent of that, but uh, it'll be on their label for sale and. Um, it's kind of one of those things it was just kind of like i wanted to do it for more on the resume we've got some good stuff out of it i mean that's part of the reason that we got our california shows when we did that last tour when we got to play with uh 
sponge at the House of Blues and then play with Doyle at the Whiskey at Go-Go, you know, though they helped us with that. And um, it's got some perks, but we haven't really had the pleasure of doing it yet because they haven't released our record. It should be this year sometime soon. But um, I doubt we'll do it again just because when we got on board with it and they were doing auditions for, like, the trial um, stuff with, with bands, it was the first time we'd seen or heard of that, and there weren't many people on the website. Well, since then, within the past, like, year and a half, there's a lot they've added to that roster. So we're it's getting to the point where they're doing a lot new up and coming and we're going to get buried. And, you know, I don't want that to happen, especially um, with some of the bands they've signed. It's just, it's not like our wheelhouse. I think I we're going to try and find a, a band or a label next time that deals more of like with what genre we are kind of with or somebody that's going to, you know, get us in different avenues to play with the bands that we want. You know what I mean? So they, this was back, I believe, in 2019. And I don't remember the guy's name. I still have the email somewhere. They reached out to the old band, and they wanted us to be part of their artist whatever. And we had to pay them $10,000, it said, to get on there. I was like, why in the fuck would I pay $10,000 Yeah. To hop on this label, so I never really got back to him because I was like, I don't have ten thousand dollars, and if I had ten thousand dollars, I'd invest it somewhere else rather than paying a label to. I don't even know what they're offering to do. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. No, no, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, we that's they're usually their signature deal. We had done a prior um, thing with them before. We did the artist partnership. Uh, it was a, kind of like a song promotional deal for a lot cheaper. It was still a, a good grip amount of money, but it was still got us a lot of plays and results from Motor Motor and stuff. But then when the chance to do this came up, it was kind of like uh, they just kind of, I don't know. I don't want to get into details. But no, we, it's fine. Yeah. It was something we went with, obviously, you know. Um, and. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things we we've, we've got the like I guess the merit badge to use for a little while, and they they're really nice guys. It's just that um, it's the guy from their, Soil, isn't it? Tim, yeah, he's yeah. he's the main guy, and he's a cool dude. And the other guy, uh, he's like been the owner owner for a long time. I've never met him, um, but it's kind of like I just I look at what they're doing with their roster, you know, and they do kind of akin more to like new metal and kind of like radio bands and stuff like that. And <laughs> we were melodic death metal. I had no idea why they even wanted to do well, this. Well, that's kind of what we figured. It's like, well, maybe we could be like, if, if we caught like the wind, you know, maybe if we got to be one of the cult following bands, kind of like a, like a clutch or something that does the, the good, like Southern style stoner rock groove mm-hmm. kind of stuff like that. And, pick up on that and kind of be their merit for that. Well, you know, we have yet to see if we're going to be able to pull that off, if they can try and market it in the right places and stuff. And I'm, I I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see this year. We'll tell, but even if not, I mean, we're getting enough people and we're working our asses off on our own to get stuff done. You know, like I'm, I'm constantly 
doing stuff, trying to get emails and phone numbers for shit like that. And, um, finally hooked up with a guy who's going to be uh, uh, doing our booking for us and stuff. And we might even have him manage the band too. And he was in a big, like melodic, like deathcore band and stuff. They were called the human abstract. You, you know, what? What? Yeah, the lead, the lead singer for that band is our booking agent. So, like the red-haired guy. Yeah, his name's Nate. Oh, like the first singer, Ellis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I remember that guy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I talk to him all the time. And Dude, like, that fucking uh, first album, man. You tell that guy. Everybody, come out, like, I got a hard on. Two thousand five, two thousand six was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I got a hard on. <laughs> yeah anyway anyway so but anyway he he really really likes us and he's constantly talking you know he's gonna redesign our website and our epk and he knows people and uh he's excited to really get us going he's like i think you guys really got something i really want to help you get there so um yeah we're excited about that you know what i mean that's so, cool i think yeah. everyone in my era of when we were doing the all-age shit like when pmb was first started out everyone played that and it was a bell of the oncoming storm. Yeah. Said, but everybody says, I have to sit down. Everyone's doing that as a sound check. It's like, yeah. could no one else do anything <laughs> differently? Yeah. <laughs> but that yeah. was like, that was a huge thing back in like 2006 through 2008. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're just, we're just trying, man. And I mean, it's like one of those things that it's always been one of my deals, man. If it's like, if I ever get in a band and like make it somewhere, like, I'd want to bring it back here because there was something that I learned when I was living in New Orleans, and I think it would be cool around here in the scene if people thought about doing it. It's like, so, you know, in retrospect, we all have our main bands. Like, you've got Beyond the Fathoms, I've got Choke Center, and everybody's so and so. But, like, take hitters and just be like, you know what, man, we should get so and so and so and so and so and so. Do like a three, four song demo, even if you just write it online. And maybe even put a set together where you get a project band. And basically, in New Orleans, it was all the same guys, like dudes from Goat Horror, I Hate God, uh, Crowbar, fucking Down, all those dudes, Crows and Performity, doing different bands that they played in the clubs around there. And to be like the singer from this band, the bass player from this band, blah, blah, blah. And people would go and pack the place because it's people you knew and it was something different. You know what I mean? And I was just like, man, you got all these talented dudes. And it's just be like, you know, you've had this band that's just hell-bent on doing, like, technical deathcore. All right, well, let's take the fucking drummer from this band and make them play doom metal, you know? And, like, do different, even if it's country, like, like folk country shit, like a new project with members from other bands. It doesn't have to be a commitment, like... Right huge if it's something that bears fruit and takes off by all means go with it because the goal would be if you could turn la or like south bend into almost like a little la like or something like that's where people are thirsty to see this you know that'll get the people out that like the metal crowds and stuff just you know like say oh hey man i hear larry's playing a project with ed and ed's playing you know we got that these guys and da, da, da. you know what i mean for example it's just like nobody's on the commitment thing like oh you're cheating on my girlfriend by doing this it's basically <laughs> just you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. time it was like well i can't because i got 
this band, blah, blah, blah. Dude, I'm asking you to write a few songs, maybe even a five, six song set, and fucking we record it and put it out and play a show here and there. And it's just like, okay, you know, if you're taking a break in your other band and you get this other band, hey, well, let's just get this out of the pocket and play a show here and there. And it's it's a show. It gets people out to do it. You know what I mean? Right. But it, it's, I was just always thinking, it's like, man, if I ever, you know, got in a band that made it far enough, I'd want to come back and try and help them produce other bands that I think they could get out there and stuff with what I'm trying to learn while I'm out there. And, you know, the other guys, too, because we're all finding shit on our own. You know, like there would be times I feel like stupid as fuck asking questions to people that have been in like national bands or um, stuff like that. I remember I didn't know what a writer was, you know, <laughs> but I thought part of it was like you have to put the pay you want in there and stuff. And basically, no, it's a hospitality list. I want a right. deli train. I want a, you know, right. a, one of Jack Daniels and stuff. I didn't know it was called a writer. I was thinking, a writer, what is you mean? Like, how many miles we need before we get on the road? Right. A voucher. <laughs> a voucher of some. So like, oh, no, like yeah. this, like, yeah, that's cool. Like, a lot of people don't know a lot of those <laughs> things. And then it's like cool that somebody would, you know, pass the information yeah. on. And Someone... now I feel like that's kind of like one of my new name drops. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, do you, do you have a writer? Right. The first time that happened was, I think, back in 16 or 17. And the person, the sound guy asked, he's like, do you guys have a plot? I'm like, a what? <laughs> stage like, plot. I ain't dead yet, motherfucker. What are you talking he's about? He's like, a stage plot. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this guy? I ended up asking the guys in a group chat, like, what the fuck? They're like, how do we want the stuff set up? I was like, how the hell am I supposed to know? You asked if we have a plot. I was like, I don't know. Do we have a plot? You got a plot, plot? No. I'll be cremated, bro. I, I'm trying right. to leave all that. Like, I, you, know, my like my story, you know, you know, it's weird because some some sound guys like, no, I don't need that. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like you try to be a little bit professional, but then like you still get the uh, fucking like you know, um, local band mentality. Like, I don't, I don't. It didn't matter that. to us. I think that was the right. show we played. We didn't even have a drummer, so everything was programmed. <laughs> oh, we did a full set without a drummer because the drummer. Had Typical uh, <laughs> methamphetamine drummer. <laughs> so, yeah, drummer, uh, it's funny we actually called our drummer Ed because it was easy drummer, so we always referred to the laptop as Ed. Nice. <laughs> there you go. I would have paid to pay like pasted a face on him or some shit. Yeah, right. Well, the laptop. Yeah, the, totally cut out. That yeah. should have done that. Cut the fucking a picture out and put on the laptop his face on it. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But yeah, what you're saying, like, yeah, I've. I guess I wouldn't be opposed to like that whole like try different band thing. I've I've only, I mean, I got it time would, for man, it. It'd be cool, yeah, be like if, cool if you made like a just if there was like a Facebook group and like anybody that wanted to be involved. Like wasn't you know, just like before that. I interrupt you. Wasn't there a similar thing like a Facebook like website for that? Like it would swap people. They would like get them together to write a song. In there was, yeah, and I, I don't know what happened with that. Now, that was a cool idea, but I think that might have fizzled out because of people not having time because it was kind of like, a, okay, this is this, this, and this or something. Mm -hmm. But if you went more of the casual route, like just had like a, a Facebook group that was, um, it could be public or private and just being like, Hey, thinking about doing this, and then just like anybody that's interested in jumping in, even if it's something you've never tried, just to try. You know what I mean? Like, 
myself, I'm not really a super technical drummer when it comes to like metal, but I mean, I probably play for at best a little bit. Well, probably a lot like like Dave Lombardo or something. So I'd play some fast shit, you know, because that was the era that I came up with was like that stuff. And you get drummers now that play that. Jesus Christ. I, I couldn't play like swivel foot. If I had three fucking feet, man. So yeah, no, I get I'm it. all I'm all calves, dude, and you know, so that's fucking hard to do. Yeah, but uh, but my point would be is just like you know, yeah, man, more project bands that just feature certain people and do different styles of metal than what they're like normally not doing. You know, just to have fun. Man. Yeah, I mean that's a good yeah. idea in a way. Like if you know, I think like. If you started it, I'm sure people would follow just because everybody knows you. But you know, that'd be an idea. It'd but, be something. I, yeah. I, my thing would be keeping it going because I'm also busy, so I sure. would kind of help. You know, it's it's bad enough because it's like a lot of my spare time is going toward you know choke setter right now, trying to get stuff done. But I I definitely would be an active part of something like that. I just couldn't be the ringleader because right it's it's i got enough on my plate trying to keep stuff organized you that, know? Rem- that also reminds <laughs> me so like obviously you're a tattooist like like normally so like your job is obviously flexible for you to like leave on tour and mm-hmm. well i guess it would be because yeah you you basically kind of work for yourself in a way you know because yeah and the guy that owns the shop he he lets me do whatever I want. He's, yeah, that makes that makes all the sense in the world for like that's how Nick is also. Ousley. Yeah. Nick Ousley. I don't know if he's listening here no more, but that that that, that should happen. There should be all these tattooists, tattoo artists making a band. I, <laughs> like a side project. Yeah, I mean you know, I I would just about jam with anybody. Um because I, I just I used to really love playing. I remember Man, I was at. You guys hung out at Shine Bar before, right? You know, yeah. You see, okay. There was one time I was in there some years back. It was on New Year's Eve, and there wasn't even a lot of people there. And I had just come from, I think, the Phoenix, and I was like, I'm just going to go in here and stuff. It was late night. And I sat down by myself and with my buddy, and there maybe was like eight or nine people in there. And I sat by these two other guys at the corner of the bar and we just started talking and I found out one of them was a guitar player and the other one was a keyboard player and they got into like total noise core, like almost uh, not noise core, but like noise shoegaze kind of stuff. And I'm sitting there going, Oh, shoegaze. Are right, you just open a box? Cause I like some of that shit, you know, fucking my bloody Valentine's one of my favorite fucking bands. You know what I mean? So we ended up going back to the house at like two in the morning <laughs> and playing and recording shit on their equipment, improvising until like four a.m. And I, I, I remember I was all fucked up and the guitar players just like just fucking crazy. That's how it stuff. goes usually. Yeah, and that's just kind of like my thing. It's just like I will always try to relish jamming with anybody because you just never fucking know what can come out of it because. The more music there is anywhere, it's just better. Mm, that, that's true. always going to be the golden rules. 
new music is never bad. So yeah, it true. can sound terrible, but it's not a terrible thing to have because you know your your plate of lima beans might be somebody else's chocolate Hershey's kisses. You know, oh, that's a good analogy there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes sense. True. This yeah. shit tastes fucking terrible. Wait, I can think very much. Yes, yeah, so that's how good. So, little side note: apparently, the Shine Bar is haunted. Is it? That's what I was told. That's a the bartender lady said that sometimes. Better send them my way for the other podcast. Yeah, like they, sometimes glasses <laughs> and shit move. So she's seen a shadow like in the freaking hallway. Shine bar, nobody would give me a beer, and I was scared as fuck, so I left. Yeah, yeah like yeah. She said she but, saw. How do, uh, how you, I guess, what? Tell me the story. How you know it's haunted? It's what the I can't remember the lady that works there. I don't know names. Like the owner? I think so. Teresa, the older lady? Yeah, yeah, her. She said, okay. like, shit, like, glasses would move, and then she saw a shadow in that fucking hallway where the bathrooms are. <laughs> shit like that. I was like, because, you know, that's fucking old building. I just thought of it just now, how it could yeah, look like it was haunted. Very true. She might have some ghosts in her head, too. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Times I thought I Why saw did that place close? My house too. Did the that's shine place. bar close? Yeah. Um, did it really? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not a loop. I nobody wanted to work there, man. Like even Teresa is like, this is what killed me about the place. Like it was just a, it was a good hangout for like nighttime. You know what I mean? You didn't try to be a lunchtime place or nothing like that. Is this the haunted? Yeah, yeah. I never knew it was haunted. I, I never <laughs> must be why I don't. I never had. I never had experience in there. They should have had metal shows there. I've gotten fucked up like hell. That's about as haunted as it got. Like yeah. I that but, metal uh, shows what brought in those demons. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the, the stench of a thousand fucking blah blah blah. I did yeah. not know it fucking closed. This is new to me. I'm yeah. I mean, I know. It was a while ago. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's Smith's died. It took the rest. It took the other bar out. Now the only things left is Phoenix. Yeah, uh-huh. I was bummed when it's closed. But now Teresa just she nobody wanted to work there, man. Like weekends, even Teresa didn't want to work there. I was like, it sucks that you own a business. It's a bar and. You just all you got to do is be open Friday and Saturday night. That's the that was their busiest nights. That was the nights I'd go there. It's like just be open Friday and Saturday if you don't want to work during the week. People would still go, but sure. like there's countless times people would want to go there and they're closed. Well, eventually people are going to stop trying. So there'd be weekend nights you drive by, wouldn't be a single fucking person in there because it was like I'm not even going to look to see if they're open because they haven't been open for the past three weeks. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's too bad. I wasn't it is getting like close place. to uh, cutoff time. Cut-off oh, no. Time. What do you oh, guys no. do in exact like two hours, or how's that go? I try and keep it under two hours so I don't have to do any actual physical editing stupid <laughs> things. <laughs> I don't if, I mean. If, yeah. it goes over, if it goes over two hours when I put it in, like, for um, something that doesn't automatically generate it. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we, so, can, we can cut it whenever you guys are I got Well, two quick, two quick questions for Alexa uh, Leaf. So... He, he's what would you tell your younger self? What would I say to my younger self? Yeah, throughout your little career, musical career, like anything, like what would you tell yourself? Slow down, man. Slow, Slow down. down. Nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, I could I could be a little impatient and and an asshole when I was younger. I mean, I still am, but not as sure. bad. Yeah. So, slow down slow so down. what about what would you tell a younger person like any advice for a younger person getting into music slow down <laughs> no um 
man, I would say don't let anybody tell you you can't do it because you you're only disappointing yourself. I mean, if someone tells you you suck, then get better. You know, like take the criticism. It, it's come to a point where I don't know the society. It's like it's mean or like out of spoken to tell somebody that they're not doing good or bad because you know it's a pat on the back kind of society and stuff and to a point i understand that because it's like you know there's a lot of insensitive things that you can do and be a bully but at the same time i think part of the reason that i've gotten where i've got with like my art and music is because people told me that it looked or sounded like shit. you know if no one tells you the truth you're not going to know you're going to go on being told by the people that care about you oh that's great you should do this this and this versus uh you know somebody that you look up to appear is going to look at it and be like that's terrible go back and do it again you know what i mean um if you're learning how to play a cover song learn how to play it to where it sounds exactly um like it does on the stereo don't just half-ass it you know you're not going to get good if you want to be in a band it's articulation like it's you have to practice. You have to get up on your shit. You have to be on your shit. You know, music and art is just like anything. It, it, you put into it, which you'll get back what you put into it. So the harder you work, the more fruit you're going to bear, you know? So I guess I would just tell somebody, man, just, just go for it and don't step on anybody's toes to get there. You know, that's it's pretty much it. Nice. No, that's a that's some good good choice words there for sure. I like it's it. the but, beard, man. You know, it's right, the, the words of wisdom for those people out there. <laughs> I know how that oh, goes. And don't eat those fucking taquito things when you go on tour because your ass will but it's, it was, it's two for one, Bogo. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, you better find two for one bathrooms because <laughs> you have three people two sitting. For one, two for one oh. TP. Yeah. Well, Larry, I appreciate you coming on here and talking with Ed and I tonight. Dude, it was great, man. I had a blast. Yeah, it's good time. Awesome, I guess, oh, like, wait, is there any song they can put on left, or have we put them on so much that <laughs> we've used all their material already? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm sure. That's all right, man. I, have Steve send us a song, and we'll throw one on the right. Know, another one. Just have us on later. We'll have some new material. That's well, I, it'd be Dustin's turn by yeah. then. Yeah. So we gotta yeah. get Dustin on here whenever that is yeah. that is one thing you asked. You guys need to all fucking the rest of you need to message him so we can get his ass on here too. Finally. I'll talk to him this week. Yeah. Somebody you guys. Yeah. We'll be going into the studio. We're recording like three new songs here in the next few weeks. So Sweet. We'll have nice. material in the next couple of months. So yeah. <laughs> we'll be the first place to release it at that way all two listeners get first. <laughs> hey man i want to help you guys pump this stuff don't give it up man stick with it it's, it's a cool little ditty you know i think we're just, not I just gotta advertise a little bit more but i'll, I'll help dude you know let me our know thing is or at least my thing is we were trying to do it every week but i haven't been abducted by a large man with large eyes i understand but <laughs> they uh i don't want to do it weekly anymore mm -hmm. just because kind of overkills it i think oh yeah no one a month so i figured we'll just do it whenever someone wants to come on the show yeah keep yeah. it fresh because then you know after a while i was like man i'm repeating myself and forgetting yeah. who everybody is so like yeah I, I see why yep no i get you i do i do two or three interviews a week already for my other show 
Yeah. How are you not? How are you not burnt out from that? I was wondering. I don't know. <laughs> do you? Can, can I? Do you really quick when you when you when you hear it? It, it makes money. No, no. When you interview somebody, like do you use like that kind of just the same voice, like so. When the alien stuck the probe in your asshole, <laughs> did, you, did you crunch it all, or was it very comfortable? <laughs> No, to be honest, I don't really ask them too many detailed questions like that. You let them talking? Okay, that's cool. I haven't really. No, I've heard I'm most just talking with you, man. I can't help it. I don't really ask them like specific questions like that. And I haven't had anyone that's really come on there and said they were really probed by aliens anyways. <laughs> yep. The only guy that said something about When you saw it, Bigfoot, did you shit your pants or <laughs> just not moderately fart to where you can still run away? <laughs> Wow. I you have a radio voice. I don't. I sound like a fucking. They, like, a, like everyone a, keeps saying yeah. that, that I have does. a radio voice. You do. You like you got the you got the booming voice. I I sound like I'm fucking like 18 in a 51 year old man's body. It's really fucked up. I just I just <laughs> sound weird. I hate the sound of my fucking voice anyway. I had a buddy that told me he's like, man, you have such a soothing radio voice. He's like, I just listen to it forever. I was like, the fuck are you talking about? He's jerking <laughs> off to it, huh? <laughs> Start like, reading stereo instructions and selling it to calm. Be like, take A and plug it into this beam. Like, <laughs> they give it to me. I'd be like, dude, I slept like a fucking baby. When I just you did that instructional video to that dresser that I bought the other day. You know, <laughs> Clubbud told me recently that I was interviewing that I could be a AI voice. They said you could be one of those people to do the AI voices. You say all the words, and then it'll use your voice to replicate things. I was like, huh? Oh, don't get into that shit. That's so scary, man. Yeah. Ian says, good episode, fellas. Get a hold of me about getting a show together. Brandon has to come too so I can hear his shit talk someone in that sultry radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I got a fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I'm always here to shit talk people. It's what I do best, apparently. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Someday. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. All right. Well, we've got like two minutes, so i going to close on out here so anyone out there listening all two of you and don't hang up larry so he yeah. can save the thing we keep yeah okay. we just stay did you on tell him did you tell him okay but uh yeah. dark side of the scene will return some point whenever someone else wants to come on here and shoot the yeah. shit with us email email yeah email dark side of the scene at gmail.com because that is the new email because i'm not paying for the other one <laughs> You cheap uh, bastard! Right? They want they they want eighty dollars for an email address. I told them to go fuck themselves. All right. Well, thanks to Larry. Thanks, thanks guys. To, yeah. Check out Choke Setter. See you guys.